Welcome to the Podiatry Profits Podcast, where you will discover how to get more patients and multiply the profits of your practice with minimally invasive foot surgery, proven marketing systems, and ethical influencing to your patients. And now, your host, board-certified podiatrist, best-selling author, speaker, and founder of TJ On Coaching and Consulting, Dr. TJ On. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. TJ An, and I have a special guest today, Dr. Beth Pierce. Um, I've met her 2014, uh, around that time in New Orleans, uh, through different cadaver lab and different events. And ever since then, um, I've been basically getting so much help and support from Dr. Pierce when it comes to uh, minimally invasive foot surgery, how I can promote, how I can educate. And um, from that point, we've been talking about different business projects together. Reason why I brought Dr. Beth Pierce is to discuss from the direct source of uh, board certification in MIS, that she has put this program together and putting a lot of effort in it. We have a lot of doctors already being certified. So without further ado, um, uh, you know, here's a Dr. Beth Pierce and, uh, you know, we're going to record this segment. How are you doing, Beth? I'm just doing great, TJ. And I am so thrilled to be able to be here with you, talk to you and be part of this program where we're... We're acknowledging that there's a challenging time in our country, in our world, and we're making progress personally and professionally um, with what what tools that we have. Um, and I, I just am very pleased the way that you are trailblazing um, and creating an online network of colleagues, and um, and I, I'm. So proud to be a part of it. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You know, me too. I, I'm so grateful that you are you are a part of this. Um, my vision and mission. Um, so, Beth, how long have you been practicing, and where you practice for people who don't know you? Yes, um, I practice in a small community, St. Augustine, Florida, which is in Northeast Florida. Um, I've been practicing about 37 um, years. So, um, <laughs> wow. I, that's a big number. I, I a big number. Uh, but, um, I've, and I've seen so many changes and I was part of the end of a shamed MIS practicing mm-hmm. um, in, in, the, in the 80s. Um, and I'm so pleased to see this phoenix arising out of what was once um, a closet um, type of practice. And now it's very, very much front and center. Obviously, orthopedic surgeons and orthopedic um, hardware is now um, coming to play. And not that I judge it or I don't, but it just shows that um, there's a groundswell of interest in less invasive options for all surgery and um, and the outcomes uh, um, that we have, that you have, are extraordinarily good. 
Um, and I'm so proud of the fact that you are creating a level of excellence and um, an online community where we can all meet um, grand rounds every Thursday night. Mm -hmm. um, it's a safe zone. It's a place where we can all learn about it and have experience through others. Um, and I, I'm, I'm thrilled with it. And I'm just proud to still be part of making making it happen for others. And yeah. um, so okay. that so much. A anybody in your family, uh, direct family or indirect family podiatrist or oh, like involved in MIS? Very good yeah. question. Actually, yes. Um, my uncle, who is actually more like my older brother, he's about five years older than I am, um, Dr. Henry Stark. Right. He practiced... Um, um, went into podiatry school and he was definitely the reason that I was interested in the field. He was um, civil engineer, got his degree and decided that was not right for him. And so went to podiatry school and, um, and I, I was thrilled. And, and, and so was he with the practice. So yeah, he's um, he took a couple of years off for some health issues, but he's headed, he's back into practice now and um, he has his own pet um, way of describing um, small incision surgery, but um, he is an excellent um, uh, minimally invasive foot and ankle surgeon. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud to um, follow in his footsteps. Yeah. So tell me, um, how did you come up with the idea of uh, board certification in MIS? As you know, um, and for those of you who don't, I have been um, a member of the board of directors of ABMSP that was headed by Dr. Earl Horowitz, who has recently passed. Um, he was a, an avid supporter of minimally invasive surgery and where I learned um, techniques. And in that, in that board, um, it's it's um, um, its birth was actually to be the certification arm of what was once the academy. Um, that, due to some political things, went awry. But um, our board and the academy had a loose um, relationship for many years. Unfortunately, it became less connected and. Over the years that I regained my passion for invasive surgery, I realized that there was a tremendous gap. Uh, I'm sure it was about 2013 or 14 when you and I started to speak about it. And I felt that because our technique was different, um, regardless of the uh, excellence in outcomes, the x-rays did not look the same as traditional surgery. And I felt that there was a need for a baseline of competence and experience mm -hmm. that a certification could provide so that if when any physician who was, um, who participated, who was a minimally invasive surgeon, they were not on an island but actually part of a community. And um, in the unfortunate event that a chart was evaluated, 
um, they could stand on the community of MIS. Um, and that's what my goal was to build a community uh, where uh, there was respect and that that these we doctors wanted to go beyond just the degree, just the license, and show this desire to practice top of the profession and to be acknowledged by a, a board that was recognized um, by national standards and international standards. Right. So it was officially ruled 2019, correct? Yes. Yeah. And I, I was honored to be uh, first uh, the candidate got accepted. So um, very exciting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then I posted my certificate on the wall. Again, not to show off, but it just gives me additional, additional competence, a proof of competence that pay, pay, my pay, uh, patients can look at it and then feels at some level of peace of mind for them that I have official certificate in board certification in minimally invasive foot and ankle surgery specifically. So it's like, I don't have to explain patients about my competence level or confidence in, in this uh, area of expertise. Exactly. And I think um, it confirms mm. that you were willing to do that extra step. Um, and I think it reflects that's how you function as a practitioner, that when it comes to their medical care, their surgical care, you're the kind of practitioner that will go the extra step. You're not cutting any corners. Um, you're willing to go the distance. Very true. Um, so I know you have prepared some quick uh, PowerPoint presentation. And for the viewers who are watching this as a video, um, it might be, I think, beneficial to that uh, to show the uh, presentation at the same time. So if we can, if I can have Collect you run through. Yeah, um, let's see. Um, okay. I'm just gonna share my screen if I haven't. Mm -hmm. Share screen, here we go. Got it, okay. All right, um, and awesome. again, thank you for this time. Um, Again, uh, I'd like everyone to know that this board certification is um, through the grace of um, the efforts of the academy at um, that time, very supportive and still is, and the American Board of Multiple Specialties in Podiatry. And thanks to TJ, we're all here today to discuss um, the pathway to board certification and for everyone to have questions answered. Most people do know um, about ABMSP, but for those who don't, we have over 30 years of certifications to podiatrists and there are six different categories, um, actually now seven as I look. Uh, we have primary care, foot and ankle surgery, diabetic foot wounds with uh, also limb preservation, geriatric podiatry, of course, minimally invasive 
surgery of the foot and ankle, and our newest is sports medicine. Oh. Certification. Uh, a lot of people have a question, what is that? And it is the recognition of someone who has demonstrated the knowledge, skills, and abilities in a profession or specialty. The traditional route would be as known, eligibility requirements, check, application fee, check, a multiple choice exam, check, um, cases often oral and or written, check, annual dues and recertification. Alternatively, we have a, a similar route to certification wherein we have eligibility requirements, the application fee, and rather than a um, multiple choice exam, we have a portfolio of work, education, and experience for our doctors. Then, of course, uh, annual dues and recertification. The portfolio is very important because it does show quality and experience. The eligibility requirements for this is an active license to perform foot and or ankle surgery. And for those who are not in the United States, it is in your country of origin, an active license. So this is internationally um, accepted. Postgraduate resume with um, or history um, showing your foot and ankle work um, and cases and either 10 years of practice or fellowship or a residency. Two letters of recommendation from fellow podiatrists or other health professionals. And of course the application and application fee. Once the application has been submitted, um, you can submit your portfolio, but I will tell everyone, um, many of our um, successful physicians have just submitted it all at one time, the application and the completed portfolio. Um, the fees are um, $125 for the application, $350 for the portfolio, and then $125 for annual dues. Sometimes in some meetings, we have been able to give specials at meetings. Of course, right now we're not running a special, um, but I would ask any physician or podiatrist uh, if they needed to know when the next special would be, we can certainly provide that for them. Um, application is quite simple. If you go to www.abmsp.org, you can download the candidate handbook and the application form. It will give you each step of how many cases are required um, and the way that those cases need to be set up. I believe that it's um, seven soft tissue and seven um, bone. And the cases need to be somewhat varied so they couldn't be all tenotomies or all bunions um, or all hammer toes or, or all anything. They, there needs to be at least some kind of variation to show a a depth and a width of experience. Um, we have uh, several 
case interviewers, if for any reason the information is not adequately addressed, our reviewers will contact the candidates and just make sure that they can get what is required to proceed. Um, and we, we've had very, very good feedback from those who have um, had the experience of having their portfolios um, evaluated. We're here to make sure that we have um, physicians who understand the value of MIS and, and competence. And it's a pretty straightforward uh, application. And if anyone has any questions, uh, please, anyone can reach out to me at drbethpierce at gmail.com. Or you can go through the website of ABMSP and they will um, connect the, the uh, questions um, to me or, or to the board office. Great. And to those of you out there that are thinking about getting your stuff in, good luck. And I'm sure you will do well. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. <laughs> Thank you for um, kind of going through this basic overview of MIS board certification. Oh, my pleasure. Let's see. So I'm going to, so people who are watching this as a video, www.abmsp.org. And you okay. can download really nice um, details of uh, candidate handbook and like what's included in the portfolio, which we have a lot of questions uh, come up usually about portfolio, like how do you get points of uh, this and you know the cadaver lab gets counted, et cetera. Um, you mentioned already, but for people who don't know, I do have a mentorship program that I, I have initiated about two and a half years ago. And, um, you know, we have combined power of online and offline in-person event, because as you know, minimally invasive surgery, it's all about hands-on. You, um, you know, you cannot learn by just watching videos, YouTube's dangerous guys. Don't ever do that because especially minimally invasive surgery, you need to develop uh, the sensation of hands uh, through many sensation, vibratory sense, auditory, tactile. Auditory, I mentioned, because you will develop your ear as well by listening to sound of drills and so you need to be able to uh, not only feel, but you need to be able to listen to it. And those really can only be improved on real patient cases. But the one that is closest to the real one, I believe is a cadaver lab. And Absolutely. yeah, I, I have created that environment that especially during this post COVID and new global shift, it's hard to, gather in a big group setting. So again, what I do the best is I, I always pivot, adapt to a new environment and how I can continue to promote uh, what I believe in for our profession. So, you know, we have created that uh, private group environment. Uh, this whole year, 2020, I've been doing that, providing almost every month 
That's uh, right. Yeah, we're limiting to five people and, you know, maintaining social distancing, all the safety protocol. Um, on top of that small group ratio, uh, one, one uh, instructor to five doctors and each attendee will have their own cadaver lab and instrument set. So it's a high-end um almost close to the one-on-one -on -one private type that you re really learn in short one day, you will get to practice a lot of uh, details and pearls and tips uh, and details of procedures that you want to work on. So a lot of doctors in our group come not only once, they come like every month or every two months until they really want to feel confident before they start performing on real patients. And having been there uh, myself, I need to tell everyone that uh, it is undeniably one of the best and, and most intense ways in a positive sense of honing skills. Um, it's very concentrated, the support from the other physicians, there's always a, um, a pearl from each and every candidate, sorry, each and every um, mm. um, associate that's there, all of your colleagues. Right. Um, and the camaraderie and the support and um, having your own cadaver and really being able to be taught in near one-on-one, -on -one, learning what sound the drill needs to make. And if and what angle your hand needs to be and where your non-dominant hand needs to be. And um, it, it is, it's a very transformative um, experience. And I, I congratulate you because seminars and cadaver labs are, have almost all, well, they certainly were last year, all but stopped. And to, to be able to create these um, five candidate labs, it's, uh, it's fabulous. Yeah, uh, I think it's only possible because the, my staff, my team, and, and all of the other doctors support. And, you know, I, I cannot, one thing I learned being an immigrant from South Korea by myself 30 years ago, uh, one thing that I naturally learned is to survive in, you know, at the time, 30 years ago, I was barely turned 20 years uh, of age and not knowing English as my first language. And the whole from Asian culture and Asian environment to Western standard, which it was uh, is America. And it was basically complete survival mode. So this whole pandemic through pandemic and all the things that's happening around the world, even if I've never had that exact same experience, one thing I know I can handle is to not to sit and give in or give up, but just like we have to find the alternative solution and adapt it instead of um, just not doing anything and complaining about it. So that's why that's how this um, group private cadaver lab was born. And 
I, I am so grateful that my Cadaver Labs and even my online programs and mentorship program have been recognized by the board that uh, doctors and participants can count those Cadaver Labs and the case presentations and uh, even online course counted as part of a portfolio point. Is that right, Beth? It, it is, and it's it's due to the level of excellence that was recognized. And if I might just not correct, but restate that you more than survived, I think that was setting the bar way lower. And hmm. I would suggest that you change the word to thrive. Thrive, yeah. In that environment, you thrived. And in this environment, survival is, unfortunately, people who cower behind their couch, I would consider that survival, waiting for it to stop. Um, yeah, and I, I would I would change that word to thrive. Yeah, um, survive and thrive. That survival word, survive came from the word from the Darwin's theory. Yes, that, yes. You know, the survival of the fittest. So I, I, you know, what I meant was when environment changes, if you don't, transform yourself and adapt to an environment, you know, those species basically become extinct. So you gotta pivot and adapt and, you know, take that as an opportunity. Always opportunity is there when when it seems to be a crisis in, in throughout the history. So, Absolutely. you know, in, in the human, human, I mean, humanity, not only in the animal world, humanity and our culture and history, when you look at it, all the great things, great companies were arise during the crisis. So I want to, I know you're very positive always, and that has been really strong, positive influence on me, you know, so yeah, not only surviving it, but you will thrive in these tough times. Absolutely. Yeah, and I I really think this MIS for certification is kind of hallmark of your competence level in in minimally invasive surgery for yourself and also for for public health that you can have uh, some sort of standard certification out there. You know, you can post, you can advertise, you can market that you are definitely keeping your skill. Yes, yeah. cut above. Yeah, above, cut above, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we already talked about the, where you can get the information uh, from abmsp.org. And again, I'll be always be supportive of your uh, board certification. And we have pretty much 100% passing rate. That's I'm so something that I'm so proud of. 100% of doctors who are in my program and our membership, MIFAS, the MIFAS elite, and who completed the MIFAS accelerator program, 100% of attendees who took the uh, oral exam and practical exam, they passed. Yes, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I am so proud of that. And if you, again, if you any of you guys uh, want to take action and results and outcome and, you know, put yourself in a certified in board certification and want to learn deeper level of minimally invasive surgery and implement, just don't hesitate to contact me. 
I'm going to put a lot of links below this um, video or below the podcast that you'll see several helpful resource links that you can click and learn more um, that, you know, everything always something, that kind of stuff is in details. So you can, I'm not going to go into detail in this interview, but you can certainly uh, discover and learn more about board certification and how, how we can help you. And if I might add one other thing to those who have um, no experience with any of your um, elite groups or any of your seminars, um, the camaraderie and the uplifting nature of those of this group, of that group, um, very unusual in this day and age where so many are feeling lost and lonely and um, despondent about how can they possibly get through this, that they just don't see an option, I would suggest that um, they reach out and at least um, listen to a meeting or read some literature or consider attending an online conference or going to any of TJ's um, seminars um, because uh, you don't find that um, very often anywhere, not only in podiatry, but in medicine, I think most most are feeling quite um, frightened financially. And um, this is this is an oasis. And I just recommend people um, find this find this for themselves. There's hope. Hope springs here. There we go. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah. So I I really enjoyed this uh, you know interview segment with you. And um, again, I hope everybody who's listening to it or watching this video gets some inspiration. And I, I hope we motivated you to uh, take your skill set and your practice to a uh, to the next level. And yeah. I know we will thrive. Uh, in these tough times, and I want you to be a part of it. Everyone, best of luck. There's there's a future there and a bright one. Thank you very much, Dr. Beth oh, Pierce. As always, Dr. TJ on it is always a pleasure to be part of anything that uh, you're involved with. Thank you. All right, thank you, everybody. So this will end the uh, segment, and um, again. Uh, you know, don't forget to subscribe my channel if you want to get notification for next one, newest, latest episode of um, helpful information in, in podiatry, marketing, practice management. Don't forget to subscribe and give me some thumbs up and also uh, leave me a comment, question, concerns. That's how I continue to get motivated myself and improve uh, the quality of things that I, I, I provide and I'd love to provide. All right. Thank you, everybody. And have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Podiatry Profits Podcast with Dr. TJ Ahn. To find out more about Dr. TJ Ahn or discover how you can grow your podiatry practice, visit drtjahn.com. Or you can also get a free copy of Dr. Ahn's best-selling book, Opt Out. 
how to take back financial control of your private clinical practice without the hassle of insurance companies. Just go to optoutbook.com.